Welcome to another episode of the Inbetweeners class. This week we're going to be diving into the chapter 1 of Ephesians. And it's it's a really encouraging uh, chapter, the first verses that we're going to go over. The author of Ephesians is Paul. He's writing to the church of Ephesus, which explains Ephesians. Jumping right into chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by God's will, to the faithful saints in Christ Jesus at Ephesus, grace to you and peace from God, our Father, in the Lord Jesus Christ. He was just starting out his letter to the church of Ephesus by greeting them and saying, grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. He's just starting out his um, letter to the church of Ephesus. Going on to verse 3. Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heaven, for he chose us, in him before the foundations of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight in love he predestined us to be adopted through jesus christ for himself according to his favor and will to the praise of his glory and glorious grace that he has favored us in the beloved we have redemption in him through his blood for the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Verse 9. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure that he planned in him for the administration of the, the days of fulfillment to bring everything together in the Messiah both things in heaven and things on earth, in him. So going back to verse 3, Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. Just knowing that, that we have the blessings from Jesus the blessings of heaven in us. We each have our own spiritual blessings and we can we all have access to them if we trust in God and put our faith in God and Jesus Christ. We have those blessings available to us as long as we are faithful to God and give our life to to him. Going into four, for he chose us in him, him being Jesus, before the foundations of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in the beloved, in the love, sorry, in his sight, in love. So he chose us before the foundations of the earth were even laid, or he knew us before the world was even a, a thing. 
that's amazing to think about that he knew that we were going to be before the world was going to before the world was there it's incredible to me that that that's how god's knowledge works it's like in uh, jeremiah in jeremiah 1 uh, starting in verse 4 the word of the lord came to me verse 5 is where it, i chose you before i formed you in the womb i set you apart i set you apart before you were born i appointed you a prophet to the nations so that's how that's how god knew us he knew us before he even formed us in the womb he knew what we were going to do in our lives and where our lives would take us. And going back to Ephesians. Ephesians 5 says, He predestined us. He predestined us to be adopted through Jesus for himself according to his favor and will. So there's a lot of discussion and a lot of disagreements and on the subject of are we predestined? Are our lives predestined? Do we have a choice? Do we actually have free will? Yes, we have free will because the Bible says that we have free will to choose. And people might think, oh, this is contradicting it because it says we are predestined. We are not predestined. Our predestination isn't certain. God is all-knowing and his foreknowledge is so great that he knows which path we're already going to take with our free will and choice. We are not predestined. Our lives are not set in stone but God already knows the path that we're going to choose so it's kind of like um, Doctor Strange in the Avengers how when he's searching through the possibilities and the timelines and the, about the outcome of the end game it's kind of like that God has that kind of of foreknowledge he can see every possible line we're going to take and he knows which one we're going to take ultimately but he can see all the outcomes to if we were means we have free will if we were going to veer off he knows which line we're going to take because of our because of his foreknowledge we have the free will to choose if we're going to live for God or we're going to go out and commit sins. We have that ability to choose. It's up to us to make the right choice and follow God and have a relationship with God so we can see the kingdom of heaven. Going into 6, it says, To the praise of his glorious grace that he has He favored us Within the beloved. 
So reading five and six together, he had he predestined us to be adopted through Jesus Christ in himself, according to his favor and will. Verse six, to the praise of his glorious grace that he favored us within the beloved. With his grace, he favored us in the beloved. And beloved, my Bible is capitalized. That means the beloved is Jesus. So he favored us in Jesus with his grace. We are adopted into the family, the family of God. And going into seven, we have redemption in him through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace there's a lot in that verse so we have redemption in him through his blood we can be made new with jesus's blood that's why jesus went to the cross so we can we can have that the security of Jesus loved us so much he gave his life for us so we can be saved and that we can live forever in the kingdom of heaven we are redeemed through him and the other part of that verse the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace trespasses can be going on to somebody else other's land like trespassing uh it's our it's our sin and it's also all the all the choices we make that that aren't quite appropriate for god's plan so that goes back into the sin we have forgiveness of all those wrongdoings through Jesus Christ. And that's according to the riches of his grace. His grace is so vast. It's without end. That's He is so gracious to us. And going into verse 8. That he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding. So reading 7 and 8 together we have redemption in him through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding he lavished that on us with all wisdom and understanding but we have to truly accept his grace and his knowledge to get the wisdom and understanding of the word. We have to pray and meditate on that. We really have to have that relationship with God, that foundation, so we can have that wisdom and understanding. He already gave it to us. We just have to act on it and be willing to listen, to to really understand what God has to say in our lives. 
And if you are wondering, why can't I hear God? Why can't I hear him speaking in my life? Well, how much effort are you putting into God to have that relationship to where you can listen to God? Are you reading your Bible every day? Not reading to just get through whatever Bible plan you have, but actually reading. Reading to learn of how God wants to speak. Are you open to hearing what God has to say to you? That's really what reading is about. It's not trying to get through the verses. It's reading to get something out of it, to be to be studying in the Word and meditating on it. That's what reading the Bible is about, is to really think of what the verses say. And that's really what I want this class to become, is to have the knowledge of the understanding of how to meditate on the word. That means really thinking and praying on what God is saying in these verses. I encourage you guys to go back through and read these verses that we're going over today and really think of how that is applied to your life. Because that can make a big difference. Another way, another way that we need to be open to God and being willing to listen to him and have that relationship is we have to be in prayer, fervent prayer all the time. And it doesn't mean you have to constantly have your eyes closed and praying just throughout your day, pray to him. And it doesn't have to be some big prayer. It can just be, Hey God, Thank you for giving me this day. Thank you for letting me be able to walk through the streets and uh, listen to the birds or feel the, feel the air on my skin. Just thank you for letting me wake up today. Just things like that. Just having that conversation with God daily. Building that relationship. That That's really key to having a good understanding of the Bible. Is You have to put the effort in. To understand how God works. And that's what that's what's awesome about it. It's not just reading to study. It's a relationship and reading to continue and grow that relationship. The Bible, it to some, when you're first starting out, it might seem really confusing and why am I reading this and how does this apply to my life? This is a really old book. It's a really old history book. Yes, it's a history book. But it's also how we can have a relationship with Christ and how we can get to the kingdom of heaven. It's way more than just a book with a beginning and in an, the end. It's how we can... Be a better person through Christ. Now, continuing on 
in verse 9, He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure that he planned in him. He made known the mystery when we accepted Christ and how Christ's love. The mystery is that he has control and it's our salvation and his love according to his good pleasure that he planned in Jesus, in him. 10. For the administration of the days of the fulfillment, to bring everything together in the Messiah, both things in heaven and things on earth, in him. So, 10 is another one of the verses that have a lot of information. And it, it takes time to really understand it. So I'm going to read it again in its entirety. For the administration of the days of the fulfillment. To bring everything together in the Messiah. Both things in heaven and things on earth in him being Jesus. So really sit and think of what that verse means. What do you think it means? Just think about it. For the administration of the days of the fulfillment to bring everything together in the Messiah, both things in heaven and things on earth. Alrighty. I'm going to read 9 and 10 together. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, that he planned in him for the ministration of the days of the fulfillment, to bring everything together in the Messiah, both things in heaven and things on earth in him. The days of fulfillment are the days that come with the rapture. He's fulfilling everything that he has done, making it complete on that day and that brings everything everything together in the Messiah being Christ both things in heaven and things on earth in him that's also talking about when the when heaven and earth will become one and there'll be a new heaven and a new earth after this one the, this world will be no more there will be totally new foundations in Christ. That's what that's talking about. There's so much more that can go into this verse. It's all how God is speaking to you in the moment. 
That's a lot. Going into 11. We have also received an inheritance in him. Predestined according to the purpose of the one who works out everything in agreement to the decision of his will. So that we can so so that we who had already put our hope in the Messiah might bring praise to his glory. That was eleven and twelve. So eleven, we also receive an inheritance in him, him being Jesus, predestined according to the purpose of the one who works out everything in agreement with his with the Decision of his will. Now, we have an inheritance in heaven. We get to... We have that already for us. God says, I, I'm going to prepare, to prepare a place for you in heaven. It's, we have that promise of this inheritance. So that we... This is 12. So that we who had already put our hope in the Messiah might bring praise to his glory. So knowing this, that we have this inheritance, we give praise to God for his glory, to his, to him. Praise to Jesus Christ. For, for that knowing that we have a inheritance that goes beyond this world. Going into 13. I'm going to read 13 and 14. When you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed in him, you were also sealed in the promise you are also sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So, when you heard the message of truth, being the Bible, the words getting taught with the Bible, when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed in Him, being Jesus, you were, you were also sealed with the with the promised holy spirit he is he is the down payment of our inheritance for the redemption of the possession the to the praise of his glory so if we've accepted christ as our lord and savior we we receive the promised Holy Spirit, which the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us. So we, so we have that love in us and our in that understanding already in us that is provided by the Holy Spirit. And accepting, accepting Him, accepting Jesus. We also that is that's the down payment for our inheritance so we can have so we can live eternally in heaven. That that to me is such an, an amazing verse. 
that we are sealed in the sealed for that inheritance no one can take it no man can take us from the hand of god not even the devil the devil can't take us away from god once we have accepted and truly truly accepted christ and repented of our sins and put our trust in him we can't be taken from that now i encourage you again to share your testimony with people because that's our story that's how god has worked in our lives and it it's good to get comfortable with that and owning your testimony and that that's a really good beginning and if you don't if you don't think that you have a story or if you if you're thinking that you know i don't think i've ever accepted christ or I've accepted Christ, but I don't think I've had a relationship I need to rededicate. You can reach out to me or anybody in your community that's a religious leader. Or anybody that you trust and that believes in Christ that can lead you through the walk of salvation. I'm going to end this episode with sharing my testimony. And this is an encouragement to you guys. So, my testimony is, I when I first accepted Christ, I was five or six. And it was at VBS when everybody else was going outside to play. Everybody was like, come on, Trevor, come on. I sat in the pew in the front row. I just thought, I'm like, I want to be with Christ. I want to, I don't want to go to hell. Because hell didn't sound very good and heaven sounded awesome. That's what was going through my head. And so I sat there thinking of how I would be saved and how, how could I be saved. So I talked to the teacher. The teacher walked me through it. And some time later, my parents and I were sitting in the pastor's office. And at the time, the pastor at Mount Hermon Church was James Bryant. And he asked me the questions. He asked me, do you truly believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you? And died for you and rose again three days later. And I said, yes. And he's like, are you sure? You positive that you, you know that you know that Christ loved you so much. He got up on that cross and saved you. And I was like, yes, I believe. And then that next week at church i was baptized i followed up in a believer's baptism and i was like yes this is good and i was 5 years old i didn't really 5 or 6 didn't really understand fully what that decision was so summer of 2014 july probably 
July 6th or something like that. I went to Falls Creek. And I knew that I was saved. I, was, I felt like I was saved. I, I was like, yeah. But I was really only playing church up until that point. Thursday night, the speaker, I can't remember who was speaking, but they said something that really spoke to me. And it was God, it was the Holy Spirit pulling at my heart, telling me to go down there. I'm like, why do I need to go down there? I've already done this. But then at that moment, I realized I didn't have that relationship that God wants us to have with him. I wasn't walking daily with Christ. I was doing the the Sunday, Wednesday not really living for Christ. Not having that relationship. So, as I was getting... I don't even remember walking down, really. I just remember getting in that aisle, being among a lot of people, not really knowing what I was doing, but I was giving control to giving control to God. And that night I rededicated my life. And that's the night that I really feel that I was saved. Like I had that promise sealed. I was no longer afraid. And little did I know that just a couple years later, 2016, around the same time, I answered my call to ministry. I didn't know what ministry that was yet. At the time, I was really thinking it was missions, go out and make disciples to other countries. And that's what I really wanted to do. But God, he has his plan and we have ours. His is greater than ours. Uh... If you would have told me in 2016 that in 2020 you would be leading your own class at Mount Hermon Church, I probably would have laughed. It, this is this is a such a crazy time, and it's just awesome how God can work in our lives. It's, it's humbling. And right now, times might seem like they're not the best. And they're not. But this was in God's plan. God knew that we were going to go through this. It's like the saying of, we have to, we're, we're in the fire. Like it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We're in the middle of the fire. But there's another one beside us. And we're not getting consumed by the fire because he is beside us at all times. It's like Daniel in the lion's den. We're Daniel in a in among all these lions. If we have faith in Christ, we will fulfill. And the lion's 
the lion's mouths will be shut and they will not bite us because we are standing with a God of with angel armies along us. We have a whole army behind us. That is the encouragement and the love of Jesus Christ. So with all the stress in the world, especially with college students, this is not an easy task, let alone having this crazy year to go along with it. I'm going through the same things. I'm a college student also, and this world, it's insane right now. But if we give our lives over to Christ and give him control of complete control and put our faith in him, everything will turn out it will turn out good. We're in the refining stage of our metal. We're getting purified through these trials. We just need to remember that we are in Christ. And if you haven't accepted Christ, please contact somebody. You, you can talk you can contact me. I will put my phone number and email in the bio, in the, in the information of the podcast. Uh, just look, you can also go to a religious leader, go to a pastor of a church nearby and say, I want to make the decision to follow Christ, my King, so I can have that promise and joy in our lives. That's another thing that I forgot in my testimony. Each time that I made a decision, I had so much joy that I started crying. And I'm not ashamed to admit that because that's the joy that God has put in my heart to go out and make disciples. And that's what we're all commanded to do. Go out and be the person God wants us to be. I think that's where I'm going to end this episode. Just just know that God's there. He's never left your side. Thanks for listening, and God bless.